TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On the road again. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday. You know what that means. We head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline where our friend Bobby DePaul joins us every Friday. Joins us courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Foundation and walking with Anthony and Bobby D. Before we get started, what's the, well, give us the significance of the song. The Ravens are sitting on top of the AFC North Division. Sunday, the Ravens have a chance to run the table and win their third straight division road game against their biggest rivalry, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens are 1-5 the last three years against the Steelers, and the CEO, Lamar Jackson, hasn't beaten the Steelers since his MVP season back in 2019. Mm. So, it's on the road again, and let's talk some Ravens football. Bobby D, stop us if you've heard this one before, but the fans in Pittsburgh, they've got pitches uh, or, or forks pitch and pitchforks and, <laughs> and fire. They're trying to run Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, out of town. Is Canada's scheme holding them back, Bobby D? Yeah, it, it, it's a great question, and it's really not easy to answer. But if you're a Ravens fan, that, that's really good news because for the last several decades, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been one of the most stable and successful franchises in the National Football League. The Steelers have that reputation because they just don't shoot from the hip, guys. I'm sorry, in terms of firing their yeah. coaches. They believe in stability. You know that. Are there problems with the offense? Absolutely. The Steelers offense ranks near the bottom in just about every uh, NFL offensive statistical ranking, most notably 29th in total yards per game, averaging two, you know 263 yards per game. Every year on this radio show, and it's about time I tell this story again, I, I always tell the story about the question posed to me years ago by world champion Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. He said to me, how do you evaluate mm-hmm. coaches, right? You've yes. heard this story. I love this okay? story. I told him the first thing you need to do is get the evaluation of the players right. Then have everybody agree to it. You notice I always say because there's a lot of people involved yes. in determining what the player is. And, and you know, once you have that, you're setting a baseline for the player expectation. And, and that's the most critical piece. Then you watch the players perform and you ask yourself, are the players meeting or exceeding those expectations? If the player is meeting or exceeding those expectations, you have a football coach. This isn't rocket science. Either the guys are playing or they're not playing. When I look at the talent level, especially at wide receiver for Pittsburgh, Matt Canada doesn't have a lot to work with on the roster. In addition, quarterback Kenny Pickett, was drafted last year, and really he didn't take over the starting role until week four last year, so Pickett hasn't really even played a full year. 
the weapons Kenny Pickett has to work with are very pedestrian. They don't have the bright light bulbs on yeah. their Christmas yeah. tree, okay, or their passion tree, whatever we want to call it. It's very inconsistent. The Ravens are playing their 15th this week, you know. It's week five. The talent at wide receiver for Pittsburgh, and when you combine the tight end, ranks fifth out of the five teams that we play. It's not even close. Yeah. The key player is quarterback Kenny Pickett. And I do believe from the tape that I've watched, yeah. he is meeting the, his expectations. So NFL people, you know, they didn't have high expectations on Pickett coming out last year in the draft. Most people thought he was a second-round pick, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know in this league, when NFL executives determine there is a legit quarterback coming in the draft, those guys don't get out of right. the top five. They go crazy. Kenny Pickett, you know, was drafted in the 20th pick of last year. That's not high expectations. I actually think Kenny Pickett is exceeding the expectations, wow. you know, given uh, what I'm, you know, everything that he has to work with, guys. Bobby D, no matter who the quarterback is on Sunday, it seems us are going to have to run the ball much more. How bad does it look, and should they be featuring Warren more? You know, the best assets – on, on the uh, Steelers' offense right now is that running back. There's no doubt about it. The Steelers have their own version of uh, Mr. Inside uh-huh. and Mr. Outside. You know, Mr. Inside is Najee Harris. He's a load. He bounces off tackles every time I watch a play. Uh, but he's Mr. Inside. You know, uh, in the second half last week against Houston, I mean, you'd be thinking about playing him more, okay? Talent-wise, Harris is very similar to the last – Two running backs the Ravens played, you know, Zach Morris and uh, Jerome Ford. Mm-hmm. But he's bigger. He's more physical, okay? Mr. Outside, Jalen Warren, he can mismatch. He's a mismatch for the linebackers to handle screens, checkdowns. So the Ravens, you know, will need to take away that. If they plan on playing zone coverage, yeah. you know, dropping in coverage, don't drop too far back because you, you don't want to have that space yeah. when he catches the ball and checkdowns. You want to drop down quick. So. You won't see the linebackers in zone, at least, dropping too far. You might see a little more man this week. You know, more, he can make people miss, you know, and then take it the distance. If you recall, I mentioned that Warren was a big piece in those rub routes to beat Cleveland, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about yes. it last week. I definitely think the Steelers will try to run the ball this week. You know, losing Pat uh, Fryermuth to injury will now – allow for a big full dose of of their third-round pick, Darnell Washington out Mm -hmm. of Georgia. You know, they'll be able to see his talent. I mean, this kid can block. You know, he can catch. He's not, you know, uh, the athlete that Fryermuth is, but there's a big, huge difference between run blocking at the Y, no doubt about it. So that will favor running just him alone, that piece. The Steelers really don't have anybody else. You know, it's Connor Hayward. He's 5'11". I mean, he's like a fullback. Okay. Yeah. In my mind, they're probably going to use another an extra offensive lineman at tight end if they really want to mix mm-hmm. it up with the Ravens front seven. So uh, you know, there's a right guard didn't play last week in Houston, James Daniel. If he plays, he'll definitely help the running game. He sat out with a growing, so we'll see where he is this week. Well, you just mentioned not a lot of light bulbs that are uh, shining brightly on their passing tree. Pickens is obviously um, the one who has the capacity to shine the brightest. If you're young Mike McDonald, do you just double him and see if any of these other Jags can beat you? Let me just say this first. Steelers number 14 wide receiver George Pickens was drafted in the second round last year. Uh, you know, he, he only played one year for the Georgia Bulldogs before entering last year's draft. George Pickens is no different 
than the young quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. They're young players, and they're still developing. You know, in my job that I have, you know, outside of this charity work that I do for you guys, I work for Sumer Sports. Every week I evaluate every player that the Ravens, you know, play against, okay? So I got a real good handle for what these players can and cannot do. I mentioned earlier the Steelers don't have any consistent, reliable weapons when they have to throw the football right now. George Pickens has been, you know, he's been really a big disappointment based off the tape. Mm -hmm. I I will give the Ravens fans this. My main reason why I'm disappointed in George Pickens, because he's, you know, it it has nothing to do with talent. I don't see the fight in him. Mm. What I see is a talented player that has height, play speed, and a huge catch radius. But he's an underachiever. He complains, and then given the opportunity, he doesn't fight for the ball. I know he's young, immature, but when players whine and don't fight for the ball, that's not Steelers football or Ravens football for that matter. George Pickens is ranked dead last in the NFL in contested catches. Zero for eight. Zero for eight. I didn't even know there was a stat. I was (laughs) going around asking around. I I mean, I kept seeing on tape, you know, this guy's just not, when there's somebody near him, he's not making the play. You know, every week we see Flowers. He's attacking the football, right? Uh, We saw Michael Pittman from Indianapolis attack the football. We saw Nico Collins. We saw Robert Woods fight for the ball. If you don't fight for the ball, that's unacceptable to me. The problem is the Steelers don't have many options. Number one wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, was injured in week one, and he sits on IR. The Steelers traded for uh, Allen Robinson from the Rams. He's 30 years old, and he has seen better days, trust me. The other receiver, number 19, Calvin Austin, is a speedster. I like him, but he's 5'8". Okay, he's only 5'8". He's a small target. Okay, with with limitations. Last week, Kenny Pickett threw a deep ball to Calvin Austin, and the Texans cornerback, Stephen Nelson, literally picked the ball off the top of his head for an interception. Okay? (laughs) I mean, you got to see what I'm looking at. You know, the loss of tight end Pat Fryermuth will definitely hurt the passing game, especially in the red area. You know, when I think of Pat uh, Fryermuth, I think of the red area. You know, he's always been a problem. Darnell, yeah. you know, uh, Darnell Washington, you know, he's got receiving skills. He's not solely a Y in right. my mind. I did these, uh, I told you before, I did a lot of the college tape yes. on these guys coming out. So they can't go to sleep on him. He's going to he's gonna be a weapon down in that red air for, for uh, Steelers. So hopefully the Ravens' defense can keep him out of there. More with Ultimate Football Guy Bobby DePaul next here on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're back with Bobby DePaul and uh, Bobby D. Todd Munkin seems to have taken many pages from the Greg Roman offense. Ravens running the ball more than last year. Got to ask you again, do they continue that trend Sunday against T.J. Watt and that pass rush? In terms of Mr. Todd Munkin, running the ball more this year compared to last year at this time, look no further than the lost playtime of two starting wide receivers, Odell Mm -hmm. Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman. The light bulbs just got dimmed earlier this year, okay? (laughs) 
Last year, Rashad Bateman played the first four games. He was on fire. Yeah. Okay? I mean, it was a great start. I mean, passes the ball, and then he got hurt. You know, that's what happens. So, if you want to success, you know, have successful, be successful offensively, look no further than the plays that the opponents run that are successful. Okay? What am I, what am I getting at? You, you're going to love this one. Specifically, the Shanahan family tree. The Houston Texans, led by Bobby Slowick, and the 49ers, led by Kyle Shanahan. This family tree, the Shanahan family tree, is 2-0 and against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if you're looking uh, for what works, that's a good mm-hmm. place to, to compile some successful plays, both run and pass. Both the quarterbacks for the 49ers and the Texans against the Steelers had 11, 111 quarterback ratings. Both teams rushed the ball for over 130 yards. The 49ers had 188 in week one, and then the Texans had 139. Like last week, the defensive scheme will dictate what the offense does schematically. In this case, uh, both the 49ers and the Texans tried to keep the Steelers in base defense on the field. They ran a lot of 12 personnel and 21 personnel. 12 personnel is one running back, two tight ends, and two receivers. And 21 personnel is one running back, one fullback, one tight end, two receivers. The one thing that stood out to me was the use of slot formations. That's when you take those two receivers and put them on the same side mm-hmm. of the formation or on one side of the field. By showing slot formations, these offenses expose the Steelers' defense to either play in man or zone coverages. When the, both the corners go over, it's like grass basketball. Yeah, it's man yeah. coverage. But if one corner stays, okay, he's over there by the yeah. tight end. He's the end-run force guy. It's zone, okay? So what does that do? The quarterbacks get a pre-snap read. So just by lining up, formations can dictate – what happens on the defense? We said it last week. If you line up in bunch formations, yes. they're going to check the zone. They're going to get out of man blitzes because of the bunch formation. They're worried about pick routes. In this case, the pre-snap read for the quarterback, Lamar specifically, will be able to know whether it's man or zone. So what does that do? Okay, last week we channeled Joe Gibbs. This week we channeled Bill Walsh and the Shanahan family trick. That's play action, three-step spread attack. Empty formations with that quick passing game. Get rid of the ball in less than three seconds. C.J. Stroud from Houston last week against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. he was he was getting rid of the ball in 2.66 seconds, ranking eighth fastest in the NFL. Last week, Lamar, he got rid of the ball in 3.16 seconds, ranking 27th. Maybe that's why they struggled in the second half mm-hmm. last week. Keep an eye on it. Interesting, interesting. I wonder if they run at him out of 11 as well. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, Pittsburgh suffering on the ground. So Bobby, how much of their run stopping issues are tied to no more Cam Hayward and, and Hargrave for that matter has been gone for yeah. a few years now, or does this, does this run deeper than the lack of one stud due to injury? Well, you might want to brace yourself. This is a big boom. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting ready to lay it on you. Okay. It's just not the run guys. Yeah. Statistically. The Steelers' defense actually ranks much worse than their own offense, ranking 30th in total yards allowed, 28th in average yards per rush attempt, 27th in average yards per passing team, you know, you know, per play. The Steelers are not stopping anything. The worst story about the Steelers' defense is most of the money spent in the offseason 
was spent on the Steelers' yeah. defense to make them better this yeah. year. The Steelers signed five new veteran starters in free agency and drafted two high second-round picks. The veterans signed were inside linebackers Cole Holcomb, Elandon Roberts, and defensive back Shandron Sullivan, Patrick Peterson, and Canoe O'Neill. The two picks were Joey Porter Jr., yeah. right, and and, and Kenu, uh, Keanu Benton, the defensive tackle. I love these guys coming out. So they're young, okay? They'll start working their way in the lineup. But that's those are huge investments. And to me, it was really a sign of desperation to the poor drafting the last couple of years. The Steelers only had three starting players on defense that were drafted by the Steelers. Jeez. Edge rushers T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, and, and uh, defensive tackle uh, DeMarvin Leal, and he's just replacing Kane Hay- Hayward, like you mentioned. So to make matters worse, the Steelers don't even have any injuries issues. They only have one starter missing from the lineup right now, yeah. currently, that's different from the opening day starting lineup. And we mentioned it's uh, Cameron Hayward. That's not good. And high expectations are not being met on that side of the ball. You want to talk about the offense, this is yeah. where I'm focused. Uh-huh. Stopping the run on defense is a team deal, and you've heard me mention it before. It's about gap integrity and guys flying to the football, and that's not happening on the tape. Both the Texans and the 49ers, you know, they ran the edges all day. We're talking about right. simple tight end toss plays, okay? You see that in high school. Just turn around, toss the ball, and run outside. Yeah. You've got outside zone to the tight end, power G lead, and then, oh, Wide receiver speed sweeps. Monk, you know, to me, yeah. if I'm monking, you know what I'm doing? I'm dialing up 1-800-Flowers this week, okay, <laughs> for that speed sweep. The good news is <laughs> the Steelers are, have already been – I mean, the good news for the Ravens' offense, they've been blitzing 30% of the time. Right. So this is about individual effort, guy. Either the Steelers start playing more physical or it's going to be a long day on Sunday against the Ravens. Tomlin had them in pads this week, yeah, Bobby yeah. D. It's it's go time. There you go. Bobby, there you go. Bobby D., any other observations? You know, for me, it's it's Ravens quarterly report time, okay? Mm-hmm. We played four weeks. Of, you know, we played the yep. first quarter. We sit in the top of the division, 3-1. And, you know, I'm watching the Browns uh, game, you know, and, and what do I see? I see Kayvon Seymour. Playing the nickel spot, you know, after Arthur Marlette went down. I said to myself, whoever's coaching the nickel, that coach deserves a game ball because it's the fourth guy in four right. weeks who's had to play that spot. And you know what? Every guy that goes in there excels and yes. makes plays. You know, I mean, it's insane. In addition, you know, think about it. The Ravens are playing without their two highest paid players, yep. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams. The reality is the whole secondary has dealt with injuries the whole first quarter. And if you recall from my preseason evaluation, I mentioned the secondary was kind of an unknown yep. heading into the season, and maybe they would surprise us. Mm-hmm. Well, they've surprised us all right. The Ravens' pass defense ranks number one in the National Football League per play. They only give up 4.08 yards, you know, and that's, to me, that's blowing away expectations yes. placed on them. So I wanted to recognize and hand out some game balls for a job well done. You got secondary coach Chris Hewitt, and then you got our man, safeties coach Denard Wilson. What a tremendous start and first, you know, first quarter coaching job. I got one more guy. You guys are going to get a kick out of this one. We got to give him some recognition. That's the head coach, John Harbaugh. He won his 150th yes, game yeah. over, you know, and guess what? He's from Cleveland, so he did it in his hometown. Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
keeping this team together and standing alone in first place might be a modern-day miracle. You know, Baltimore has already produced one Hall of Fame football coach, and, and that was Don Shula. Yeah. And there are so many similarities between Coach Shula and John Harbaugh. It, it, it was really scary as I started researching this. Both these guys were born in Ohio, right on Lake Erie. Both attended small colleges in Ohio, Shula and John Carroll. And we heard John Carroll's produce some people. Oh, that's G-Row. That's where G-Row's from. Yeah. <laughs> Harbaugh from Miami of Ohio. Both the guys are defensive coaches. Both coach great defenses without high-profile players. Guess what the nickname for the Dolphins was back in the 70s? It was called the No, no Name, Name Defense. Defense. Nicknamed by who? One Cowboys head coach, Tom Landry. You know why? Because they used to work together back in the old days. You know, he, rec- he, you know, he, he said he... You know, I was reading about it, and he said, you know, I didn't recognize any of the names. All I knew watching the film was they were great defense. It's just like the Ravens' defense right now. The Ravens are the modern-day no-name defense. Okay, we want to talk about the Zebras. The head <laughs> referee for Sunday's game is Carl Sheffers. I have very good news for the Ravens' defense. The main penalty called from this crew is offensive holding. So, you know, mm. conversely, the Ravens' offensive linemen need to keep their hands in tight this week. Not so good news for the road team this week. Road teams playing on the odd weeks. We're talking week one, week through, you know, week three. Yeah. Now we're playing then week five or 0-2 this year. In general, you know, they're 50-50 home and away. But the thing that popped out to me was, oh, man, because I look up the play-by-play, they look at the penalties and stuff. I said, man, that's week one. They, love, you know, they love. Okay, so we're 0-2, so keep an eye on that. Maybe the Ravens can break that trend. Bobby DePaul, let the people know about Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation. Bobby DePaul Charities is a proud supporter of the Walking with Anthony Foundation, a charity organization on a mission to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver financial aid assistance or equipment to those in need. If you'd like to help me out, help some kids, go online to www.walkingwithanthony.org. And make a donation. If you want to make a direct donation, we got something new this week. Hit the Venmo charity oh, link. Nice. Venmo at Bobby DePaul Charities. And thanks again for all your support. I also I had a good conversation the other day with uh, head coach of University of Maryland, uh, Mike Loxley. Yeah. I wanted to wish the boys they're playing the Ohio State Buckeyes. So big game tomorrow on national TV. Both undefeated, guys. Yes, sir. We hope we hope yeah. the Terps get take care of business there. In your honor, Bobby Day. <laughs> Bobby DePaul, always great. Thank you so Thank much. You, Back to happy hour for you. Salute. And I'm heading early. I'm heading early today. Good man. <laughs> All right, guys. You Have a great it. weekend. Thanks, brother. You too. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.